This week, coming down the wire, we rehash the March Madness Tournament before the Elite Eight action. And we have some wonderful news. The NBA trade deadline came, went, and it was exciting. So let's talk it out a little bit. Also, top five super teams. Who you got, who we got. All this and more coming down the wire. Okay, Episode 8, Down Woo! the Wire. Down the Wire. It's that. I didn't, I didn't stretch today. I was ready. I didn't need to get warmed up. I was warmed up when I came here. That's right. Brothers are here like professionals coming at you from their mother's basement because that's the best place to record. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's quiet, at least. Well, so, for now. Right, and when no one's stomping upstairs. Uh, episode 8, Down the Wire. You said that. I know, but I rewind, I call back to it, all right, dude? Sure. Uh, we got a big show. What are we talking about right off the top? You want to start with March Madness? Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, let's do it. There was a lot of good March Madness games out there, and the Elite Eight is set. Gonzaga versus USC, Arkansas versus Baylor, Oregon State versus Houston, and Michigan versus UCLA. We all wanted some Oral Roberts. I know. I thought they I thought they were going to do it, man. I really did. Damn it. And you know, I was watching it for a little bit and Max Adamas, dude, he's going to be in the NBA. He's just going to have to be. He put up 25 points in his first 3 March Madness games. Only other person to do that? Stephen Curry. Wow. Only other person. In his first three, a.k.a. this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what Steph Curry did, too. Okay. Took him to the Elite Eight, I think. Is that his only year? In the tournament? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't remember watching him. Uh, Look, you're going to say that he's going to be, like, a factor in the NBA when, really, he's going to pan out, like, what? Frank Kaminsky? Frank Kaminsky was a Wooden Award winner, all right? This guy is some dude from a 15-seed team. No one thinking about him. Steph Curry went to Davidson. Or what about uh, CJ McCollum with Kyle the Lehigh? Singler. Kyle Singler. These are guys who go to big schools that you're talking about right now. I'm talking about the mid-major schools oh, okay. that get that one guy in there. Oral Roberts, Max Adamas. All right. Um, there was a lot of big ones. The big news probably has to be Oregon State and UCLA moving on. Just the Pac-12 in general, which the only team that can beat a Pac-12 team is, is the Pac-12, Pac-12 right 12, now. Yeah. That's, that's probably been the biggest story. I think they're 7-1 and one now in the tournaments, and USC beat Oregon. That's why. No more Sister Jeans. Oh, man. Sister <laughs> The Beavers took it to Sister Jeans, yeah, what, man. What's his, uh... Something Winkle, I think I think his name is the coach. Oh, uh, oh it's something like that. It's like tongue. Winkle or uh, Winkler or sure. Winky or yeah, I don't remember it. it but he's like a uh, Loyola alum. You hear those that beautiful speech that he made talking about Loyola? I didn't hear it. No. Oh yeah, it was like I remember my dad taking me in the 
uh, to Lake Michigan. Like a true Illinois oh, guy. Uh, uh, Milwaukee guy, born in Milwaukee. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, at like one, he moved to Chicago mm. and went to Loyola and grew up loving the Bears and the Cubs. And, uh, uh, gross. It, it just brings me to tears. He did. He started crying. Speaking of Milwaukee, just to bring it up real quick, there was some news. Marquette basketball hired Shaka Smart. Finally, it's been like 20 years in the making. Everyone knew that was going to happen at some point. Well, let's just hope he does better than what he did in Texas. Well, he needs to shave his head. That's probably why. Ooh, that's Shaka Smart one. with hair is not a good coach. Yeah, I don't want him. Bring him back to, what was he, VCU? Yeah, right? VCU Shaka Smart. Yeah, that's bring back VCU Shaka Smart. Yeah, and he can get some good recruiting out there. Yeah, that's fair. And UWM is also University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee the lead getter for the number four recruit in the nation right now? <laughs> Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yeah, bring it on. Because Patrick Baldwin Sr. is the coach at UWM. Oh, yeah. yeah. Booyah. He is ahead of all of them, they're saying. They, they, he's going to go there. Could you imagine if UWM gets the number four recruit in the nation? No, because it's not going to happen. Or if it does, he's going to flame Hard. What? He's gonna just go stupid. Sure. He's gonna be playing like all these Horizon League yeah, teams. Exactly. Dude. He's gonna average like thirty-five. Bring a it night. on, Cleveland yeah, State. Right. Get over here. The Vikings. The UW Green Bay. We got Phoenix. that. Oakland University in Michigan. I have no clue who is in Oakland University. I don't know the. the you team. know who went there? Um, I think. Uh, no, he went to Providence. Never mind, it's a different short guy. Kay Felder, I think his name was. Um, yeah, but college basketball, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. But it has to be Gonzaga's to lose at this point. I'm, I've am i told you that right from the bat. Oh, yeah, it is. If you watch them play for five minutes, they are Dominant. one of the best college basketball teams of all time. Dominant. Well, they will. They yeah, will when they, yeah, when they win this tournament... They're going to be known as one of the best college basketball teams what, of all time. Was it first since like '76? Yeah, one of the Bobby Knight, one of the Bobby Knight Indiana teams. Oh boy, yeah. they're uh, they're also got a new head coach too, Mike Woodson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw that too. They uh they haven't been good since Bobby Knight was there. Yeah, not not for a while. Uh, who who do you have for your final four? Ooh, I'm gonna say Gonzaga. Give me. Baylor beating Arkansas. Michigan's going to beat UCLA. And we'll make it interesting, and I'll say Oregon State beats Houston. Man, three ones and an 11? Yeah. All right. Yeah, all the ones. Okay. All the ones. All right. What about you? What are you thinking? Well, Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah. Gonzaga and Baylor is going to be the, the finals matchup. Right. I can yes. almost guarantee it. Uh, I really like UCLA. Really? They are feisty and their defense uh, has been their rim protection has been really good. Uh, I I would sooner pick UCLA than I would Oregon state. I think Oregon state finally like bites the dirt. Yeah. They had to play Loyola before this, but I'm telling you, Oregon state is one of those teams that's just hot right now. They won their PAC 12 tournament and they haven't lost since. And Houston was one of those fraud teams, I thought, in the beginning. Man, they're in the Elite Eight. They can't be that big of a fraud. No, they're not. They're not. But maybe now they get exposed a little bit. If Oregon State can keep coming at them, 
And they got disrespected being only a 12 seed, too, after winning the Pac-12. And now we see the Pac-12 just dominating this entire tournament. Maybe we don't know how good the Pac-12 is, really. Well, we'll know in like an hour. Yeah, so. it starts up. Is it? Is that the first game, Oregon State-Houston? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so, uh, Arkansas-Baylor later on. So we will know two of our first four Final Four teams by the end of the night, the other two tomorrow. It's going to be exciting, but I, yeah, it's got to be Gonzaga versus Baylor, I think. Oh, Those yeah. Those are obviously, by, by and large, the two best teams. It's the match that was supposed to happen in, like, what, December? Never did? Man, that's uh, that's pretty monumental right there, too. And then Gonzaga, and Gonzaga's going to win by 30. We'll they see. might. Gonzaga's so, so good. good. They're, They're so, so good. good. Oh, my gosh. Um, that wasn't the only big thing that happened over the course since the last time we did one of these episodes. Specifically Friday. Right. The NFL went stupid trading up in the draft. The 49ers trading up from number 12 to number 3. And the Eagles making a trade as with well. With the Dolphins. With the Dolphins Again. from that number 3 pick. Going from 6 to 12 and yeah. moving the Dolphins up from 12 to 6. That That's how it works. That was yes. insane. That was an insane trade. So what is your first initial reaction with the 49ers trading up for the number three pick. The 49ers go quarterback. It's, they, it's almost a given. Yeah, they have to now at this point. Uh, it, it, to be honest, the man, the first five picks are like pretty close to being quarterback. Right. Because I, I think the Bengals trade down. I could see they can. that. Yeah. They sneak in because they, really they want line help. And they have... All but confirmed they are getting Panay Suel. Yeah. Uh, so if they can find a way to move down, get another pick, and still get their guy, man. Uh, also, I'm hearing that the 49ers, like, big the, the big guy that they're looking at is Mac Jones, which is odd. What? They, said, they say that he fits the system the best, which may or may not be true, but... I don't know why you do that. Well, my thought here is the 49ers going up to three. I think they're thinking that by some chance they could maybe get Zach Wilson to trip down one more spot. I don't think that's going to happen at all, but that's what they're thinking. Maybe they maybe they like Trey Lance. Maybe they like Justin Fields more than him. They also are saying that too, is that Trey Lance is a guy that they – could highly be interested in so with the 49ers they're guaranteed to get one of those four quarterbacks that have been just absolutely one of the most highly touted uh quarterback classes that we've seen in a while and they're guaranteeing themselves to get one of them i think the 49ers are gonna be scary as hell next year why? With Jimmy Garoppolo still QBing? He's because not going to start. Th- they've already confirmed that he is not being traded. Doesn't matter. He's not going to go. There is no chance in hell that they draft... Uh, that they If they confirm that Garoppolo is staying, they're, they're not starting the, the rookie. By week six. And, depend, and if By it's week Trey six. Lance, if it's Trey Lance, all the more reason why they're not. Trey Lance is way too green. 
by week six, whoever they draft will be starting, and that team is going to be scary as hell. I'll take that bet. I'm telling you, they if they get Justin Fields or Trey Lance, who I think is what they're going with, those guys are really good. Any other year, you're going to see them at the top of the quarterback boards. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is just, by and large, guaranteed number one overall pick. One of the most perfect quarterback prospects we've seen. Those guys underneath are very raw, but very talented as well. Uh, I have seen a couple mock drafts that have uh, someone else being drafted number one. Well, they're wrong. They're just wrong. Justin Fields. That's absolute Boulder Dash. Which is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. The stupid Urban Meyer connection. Yeah. No, there's no chance. There's no chance. I don't see it. But, you know, it's the Jaguars. It's... Not the Jets or the Texans, but they you could, know they're a step below. If you're the if you're the Jets, you just trade the number two overall pick for Gardner Minshew. Uh, trade then... the number two overall pick for two fourth rounders, a fifth rounder, and Mitch Trubisky, and the backup backup like outside lineman for Fitzpatrick, maybe. <laughs> no, no, for, for their pick. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what it takes. Yeah, that's what it takes to get the number two overall pick. There uh, also cash considerations, but uh, for NFL Sunday ticket, not for any player on Amazon. No. Yeah, yeah. All right, the TV deal with it at least. There, there was a lot. Now the Dolphins moving down to six, pretty solid move for Miami. I think they got a bunch of first round picks. And other picks as well assorted around. They'll have a lot of opportunity because, like, like I said, those at least four of the first five picks are going to be quarterback for sure. Uh, so that leaves a lot left for the Dolphins, whether it be wide receiver, whether it be uh, offensive lineman. Hell, it, it could be a quarterback themselves. Uh, it, because for some reason they don't trust Tua. I, think, I find that weird. I think the trade down makes it that they do trust Tua and that everyone else was kind of feeding it. Because now they're going to get their guy whoever they want. They're going to get whatever guy they wanted to draft at three, at six now, and they have two first-round picks. You think so? I think think it's it's, Jamar Chase. mm, I think they're going to take Jamar Chase. I think they want the more reliable guy. It it may not be the fastest, but Devontae Smith is very much a guy that just catches balls. Nice. 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 I don't even think those two guys. I think Jalen Waddle's the best receiver in the class. Yeah. As terms of separation. Waddell. But he got hurt, so it's going to hurt his stock. And a it's lot probably going to drop. Dude, a, a whole bunch of mocks are saying that he is the top overall. So, or top overall uh, wide receiver, at least. So you're not the only one. He he can he has a lot of Devontae Adams characteristics. Very good separator, route running. He's a lot faster. Speed. He's a lot faster than Devonta Adams for sure. But I think the the Dolphins did a great thing here, gathering their picks. They have like two picks, two first round picks in the next like three drafts. Mm-hmm. I think because of it, they did a great job. They're gonna get the guy they wanted no matter what. Uh, and who was the other team? The Eagles. Now, how do you feel about the Eagles trading down from six to twelve? Well, that one is the one that kind of confirms that they like Jalen Hurts, which I thought was a little bit weird uh, because... Very weird. 
I mean, if there is any of them between the three, I think Jalen Hurts is the biggest question mark of, uh, like, do we want to go with that? Yeah, I he didn't. What did he do that makes him the guy? Well, look, he's definitely a step up over Carson Wentz, uh, which For now. isn't saying much because Gar- Carson Wentz was officially the worst quarterback last year, like statistically. Across the board, worst quarterback. Yep. That's saying something. Look at that Washington football team. And Cam Newton. Woo, doggy. They were bad. Uh, But, yeah, I, I think this kind of just proves that. But, but really, though, what do the Eagles have to do? They're not going to win the division. They're in a, a terrible division in the first place. Use this to kind of scout Jalen Hurts. And if he's good, yay. If he's bad, you get a better draft pick next year. I don't know what they're going to draft at 12, though. I mean, this draft class is so weird because... It's deep, dude. It's just super deep draft class. But the stars are at the quarterback position. There's Mm, a lot, you know... I don't think so. A couple of O-linemen, you know, between Panay Sewell and Rashawn Slater, I think is another one they really like. But you have cornerbacks, which is a super deep class as well. They do like they could get a corner. They need one. You have uh, Newsom, Horn. You you even uh, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Man, like he's not even in that top tier of of uh, secondary position players, but he is still good, very good. And uh, this is a much deeper class than you're giving in credit. Also, too, the tight end class is, like, crazy good. Kyle Pitts might be the best player to come from this draft. And at 12, that's not I think he's going to go before that. I think he's going to go before that. He should go before that. It's not out of the question. He's one of the most versatile weapons that you're going to see. He's a guy who can line up at tight end, and he can go outside. He's going to be a, another version of Travis Kelsey, I think. Kelsey, really. Gronk, uh, Waller. All of those guys. He's Bob he is what you want in the stereotypical tight end, for sure, right now. We'll know in, what, a month? Yeah, what I is, think it's the it? end of the I think it's almost officially a month. I think April 29th is the day of the draft. Nice. We'll have a I nice draft special that before date that. date out of my ass. We'll have a draft special right before Ooh, that one. Live draft Ooh, we could do a podcast during the first round. All right. That would be kind of cool. Okay. I'm down with that. Oh, man. Didn't we just talk about how we're not going to do anything over an hour again? Well, we could just break it up. (laughs) Yeah, that's just going to be so much much. editing. No, yeah, we're not going to do that. Never mind. It was a good idea for five seconds, but now we're out on it. We're out. Let's get to best and worst. Let's do best and worst stories of the week. How about you start it off? Because I want you to go first. Uh, AKA, he needs to formulate what he's going to say. Mm. All right. For my best story of the week, we're going to talk about Justin Heron. Did you hear about this? No. Who's Justin Heron? Justin Heron is the Patriots offensive lineman. Uh, Last week, he was in Arizona at the airport, mm. and uh, he was at, well, actually, he was not at the airport. He was at the park, uh, Kiwanis Park in Tempe. But Arizona State? Yes. That's where Tempe is. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but he was working out, exercising there, when he actually heard some screaming, right? Holy shit. And they were coming from an old lady who was actually being attacked by a, an, uh, a young man. And 
according to witnesses, like this dude was roughing up the woman. What the hell? Yeah. But guess what? Justin Heron? Justin Heron came and whooped that dude's ass. Hey! Yeah. Uh, him and another bystander, uh, Murray Rogers, stepped in and they were giving uh, given outstanding service awards by the Tempe police. Good shit. Yeah, dude. Justin Heron. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was baffled that an attempted attack could occur in a public park on a sunny weekend day. Well, he's never been to Milwaukee then, probably. So, I mean, that's like, yikes. Uh, Yeah. Also, he said, uh, I'm a football player. I'm kind of big. I try not to be too aggressive with people knowing I could potentially hurt somebody. But I yelled, told him to get off her, and then I yanked him off and I told him to sit down. And I told him to wait until the cops came. (laughs) That reminds me of... uh, What's the name of the character from Longest Yard? He's like, he broke it in my oh, nose. Uh, like Switowski. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he kind of gives the vibes off from that now. That he's all big and soft teddy bear, but he had to be a little aggressive one time. Uh, also, the the dude that uh, like kind of helped as well, Murray Rogers, spoke as well. Uh, I'm almost twice as old as Justin. I did my best to run to the situation. However, uh I think he had it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, an NFL offensive lineman's messing up any regular old dude. But yeah, so. good for Justin Heron. Good for Justin Heron. Well, I mean. We'll keep track of him now. No, no, Just for that. You know what? This is like where you think he's going to become like Right, he's going to get cut probably and, Yeah, now. cut by like week three of the postseason. Right before Bill Belichick goes to the Super Bowl again. The mm-hmm. day before he's going to cut him. With Cam Newton. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good best story. I have... A best story, though. Mm. Dealing with Francis Ngannou. UFC new heavyweight champion of the world. Francis Ngannou goes up against Stipe Miocic. All right? Stipe has been one of the most... I know you don't watch UFC, so I'm explaining it a little bit. Stipe's been, like, the top guy in the heavyweight division forever. Yes. Forever. Okay. Francis has been going through a tear like his last four fights. He's 15 and 3 I think coming into this fight. All of his wins are finishes. Either nice. knockouts or submissions. Nice. His last loss and only loss in the UFC, Stipe. Okay? Francis Ngannou is from Cameroon. When he was young, he literally had to try to escape to Spain so he could try to fight. He wanted to go. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a fighter. He got caught seven times on his way to Spain. And when you get caught trying to leave, they don't throw you in jail. They throw you in the Sahara Desert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He made it out of the Sahara Desert six times, finally made it to Spain. He then made it to Spain. And then was thrown into prison for two months after. And then finally made it to America to train. And he is now the new heavyweight champion. Like a minute into round two. Folded Uh, Stipe. I saw some highlights. Stipe was reeling that whole time. Dude, Francis is looking unstoppable right now. You know who he's fighting next? John Jones. Get ready for it. 
And it's going to be the biggest fight in UFC history. Okay, hold on. 100% it is. 100%. What do you mean 100%? It's going to be. Man, it's for the heavyweight belt. But the most, uh, like, important fight ever? It's going to be right there. Okay. John Jones is never lost. Jones and Carmier were were. It's going to be bigger than that. It's going to be bigger than Uh, that. Liddell and Ortiz. It's going to be bigger than that. Okay. It's going to be. John Jones is moving up the heavyweight for this. Okay. It's going to be huge. All right. And good story for Francis. I did think Stipe was going to win. You could tell 30 seconds into the fight that wasn't going to happen. Okay, what what were the the two guys' names again? Francis Ngannou, Stipe Miocic. Okay. So my boss told me about this fight, uh, which is why I ended up watching it. Uh, he said it was Nagano, uh, a.k.a. the dude from the World Series of Poker, and Miritich, a.k.a. Nikola Miritich? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I did find that very funny. No, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't remember. I, I didn't know. I, all I can remember was, what are these dudes' names? But yeah, so he said... Uh, so he said a like 140 pound poker player against like a seven or like six foot seven useless basketball player in Spain. No, I yeah. think he plays in Spain, and right? Didn't he just win another title or win a title last year or something like that? Maybe. Good for him. Yeah, probably. He's probably the best player over there. Yeah. Uh, my worst story. Uh, it's really a good, like a, a bad mix with a good because. They got this asshole out of coaching. Mm. Uh, last week, uh, Dave Mamoran, he is a head coach of the Duxbury High School football team. Duxbury. Duxbury, Massachusetts. Okay, okay. Uh, has now been dubbed the Masshole because during the plays, they had audibles, Right. The audible terms that they used were rabbi, dreidel, and Auschwitz. Oh, God. Yeah. Yikes. During the, during the first game of their season, March 12th, they used those terms for audibles. Uh, maybe, um, you know, I don't. The Auschwitz is terrible. You can't I be mean, putting that. The, okay, you okay, might but be like you could be like dreidel, 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 like, dreidel like, and rabbi. No. That's a song. It's like uh, dreidel and rabbi. Fine, it's questionable. You can't use all three in the same dude. Context. Auschwitz is reprehensible. Yeah, you can't that use all three. Is so wrong. Now, now, thankfully, Duxbury High School has since fired this guy. What an idiot! What dude. a jag off! What a fucking dumbass! But like, seriously, why would you think that that was cool? Like. Okay, we're going to get away with this. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, on top of this, this man is the special ed teacher at the high school. Oh, my God. So, not only is he teaching these students uh, on the field, but in school. More than likely, he is doing something along these lines. What, is what it a with, terrible person. What, what is it with, you know... Of course, my favorite coach back in high school is one of the special ed teachers, too. That fucking ass. All right. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about him, either. Um, Yeah, good thing he's out. I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle in the Wirtz story this week. Okay. Um, Oscar Freyer. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Hope that's how you pronounce his name. Player at Grand Canyon University. Yeah. Unfortunately... 
died in a car accident three days after the tournament. And that is just absolutely tragic, beyond belief. Um, 23 years old, way too young. And just, I can't even imagine how, you know, three days before you're playing in the biggest game of your career, obviously, because Grand Canyon, I don't think I ever made the tournament. And now you got to live with that news after. And it was just super tragic, super unfortunate. Yeah. And I mean, like Grand Canyon, they were, I watched a couple of their games. Um, I don't remember exactly pointing out Oscar during them, but the team looked pretty good in their conference tournament. And, you know, they showed up for a little bit in the NCAA uh, it was just something I wanted to put in for the worst story of the week. Oscar Freyer, um, you know, rest in peace. Very unfortunate that, that something like that would happen. Yeah, definitely was living that high life. And for that team to have to kind of gather themselves for uh, to, to do, you know, to bury one of their teammates is just truly awful. Yeah, something that... No one should have to go through, especially just such a tragic manner like that. That was very tough. So, all right, so let's change it up a little bit. I wanted to get that out. We are going to go right in to some NBA trade deadline, maybe? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about just the NBA, like NBA picture after the trade deadline because a whole bunch has happened. Now, some of it is important, some of it's not, but... We know that, you know, some of these trades are going to change the playoff picture and even the championship picture. Well, obviously, it's just so unfortunate, but it's going to be the Lakers versus the Nets. It's just going to be. You think so? Yeah. Man, I it's don't. going to be. You don't think so? I, I don't. I think it's guaranteed. I think the Lakers are... In rough shape right now. They're going to get LeBron and AD back. They do this. LeBron does this, man. LeBron is going to go stupid in the playoffs. He always does now. We can expect that. And it's just going to be a cakewalk for him at the end of the day. The Jazz just aren't going to beat LeBron. And if he has AD, they're just not going to win. No, but you know what? The Nuggets, who got Aaron Gordon, post a very big threat to them. And they stole Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon for nothing. I man. mean, they, they got just nothing. got away with robbery man, on that. Uh, well, there's there were a couple trades like that though. I mean, you have the Aaron Gordon trade, which was nothing. Same team, Evan Fournier going to the Celtics, which doesn't do a lot for the Celtics, but honestly, they didn't get him. The for Magic anything. sold their team. Well, the whole team. Good for them because they they've been they've been middling uh, for quite some time. It's time for them to have break break it all down. Vucevic to the Bulls. I mean, that's a that's a huge uh, a, a huge trade. When he gets a full season with that team, you know, to start it off next year, he's there year, till like the like twenty twenty three, right? Yeah, he's gonna be there with Levine to start off the season next year. That's gonna be interesting to see how they kind of yeah. can come back from that. Too Not bad right now. Too bad they still have Tomas Sadaransky in their starting lineup. Six foot seven point guard. Who cares? Practically Ben Simmons, except he has a jump shot. Oh, well. (laughs) But no defense. And no defense. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, the Bulls, they are, I think, the 10 seed right now. But guess what? They are going to move up. They, I bet you they make it to the 5 seed. They could get up there. They can definitely do it. Um, An earlier trade deadline deal, 
P.J. Tucker to the Bucks. Not that I don't think he's going to play this massive role, but the Bucks are getting good, man. And Drew Holiday is heating up. I was one of those guys who was saying, like, oh, don't even listen to the Bucks, don't watch them. They're getting pretty good right now. And when Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton are all playing, they are not the underdogs hardly ever i mean they're supposed to Dude, win Giannis is coming to form i told you he's going to be second half mvp i said that in our predictions yep right uh, after the podcast. all-star break dude Giannis is looking so cold and if it wasn't for james harden playing out of his mind really he could have won mvp yeah james harden might be the best player in basketball right now he's playing absolutely stupid over in brooklyn and, and honestly I, speaking of mvp he might get knocked for his, what, first nine games. Just the fact that he totally crapped out on Houston. Houston. I mean, it, it could go to Jokic. Jokic is also playing out of his mind. And again, this Aaron Gordon trade, because I think they're I think they are sitting at a five seed in the West right now. Are they really that low? Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they have not been playing to full potential, but having Aaron Gordon in that lineup changes up things and it could bump them up substantially what a three uh they'd have to there are six and a half games out of first it looks like could they move up two and a half games on the clippers with aaron gordon maybe maybe well i, I, I mean I see they're two like behind that. the lakers right now three behind the clippers the lakers still have to wait for lebron and uh, Davis to come back, so that gives them some time to pass them up. Yeah, and if if they find some form and maybe Jamal Murray kind of hits some stride again, you know, going back to his playoff run last year, watch out for the Nuggets, dude. We could see something. There was a big thing. Uh, there was a big rumor that was revolving around Philadelphia, who is the number one team in the East right now. With Kyle Lowry, right? And he ended up not moving. Did you see the trade package they wanted for Kyle Lowry, Toronto? I I didn't see him for Philadelphia. I saw what they wanted for Miami. What was the Miami one? Well, Do you know off the top of your head? Miami, uh, Miami was trying to offer Duncan Robinson, and Toronto would not budge unless they got Tyler Hero instead. Right. I'm a little shocked. I would have thought that they would have pulled the trigger like, all right, that's all we can get. But no, they, they stuck to it. Is Kyle Lowry that good? Kyle Lowry is pretty damn he's, good. He's a, he was a big part of their championship run. He's been a big part of the NBA for quite some time. He, he's one of the guys who's definitely been a little underrated the last few. Uh, I, the last... Man, underappreciated. Yeah, underappreciated is better because, like, we know couple, how good yeah, he is. He's gotten a couple all-star bids in there, too. It, it, you just don't really see it until you kind of like, damn. When you, you got to watch the games. Yeah, you can't dude. look at the stat, stat box yeah, after the sure. game. you got to watch them play. But the package they wanted from Philadelphia was two first-round picks, Matisse Thibault, and there was another player in there. I can't remember. Well, Matisse Thibel is isn't doing anything. He for is you. an elite defender, one of the Look, best in the they NBA. They need someone. They need someone to to come over. the The main attraction to that is two first round picks. Honestly, if they would have got it, Philadelphia would have been extra scary. 
They would have been, yes, dude. <sighs> Kyle Lowry on that team? Holy hell. Look at that starting lineup. Tell me that starting lineup. Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid when he comes back, and... Uh, I think he missed Josh Richardson in there. Doesn't he start for him? I uh, and then Sim- no. Simmons will go from playing guard to a forward now because he'll just be too big. But look, now take that and match it with the Nets, dude. That's scary. I think the Nets are the best team by far. Dude. They are. It's but, not even close. Look, I'm not trying to say that uh, that the Nets are a worse team against that Philadelphia squad, but it definitely makes it a much a uh, closer matchup by adding uh, Kyle Lowry to that Philadelphia. I team. think that team's definitely beating the Bucks in a seven-game series mm, with, with, uh, with Kyle Lowry. With Kyle Lowry, oh, Kyle Lowry's a killer against the Bucks. Now, right now, if the Bucks keep playing this, it's going to be them versus Brooklyn in the conference finals. I think. Oh If they boy. keep playing like this, dude, if Another... they keep playing. They're going to get four would or four one. They're not going to compete with them. They're not up there with Brooklyn. In the we'll playoffs, see. they're not. We'll see. But I'm telling you right now, the Bucks are playing really hot right now. And I was a Bucks hater the whole first two months of this or whatever. Yeah, you're in the wrong boat, brother. Now I'm back on. And I I'm, told you. I'm telling you they look pretty I've good. I've been telling so many, not just you, but a whole bunch of people. They were hating on the Drew Holiday trade. I don't know why. I didn't hate on that. Drew yeah, Holiday that has... Speaking about someone that's under uh, underappreciated and underrated, Drew Holiday was a killer. And now that he's finally on a team that uh, has a little bit more support underneath it, damn. Yeah, Drew Holiday showing. was – Drew Holiday for Bledsoe, I'd do that all day. Yeah, all day. There was um, – That is one thing that Philadelphia did get. They got George Hill, which, uh, I mean, it sure is their – like, Stabilizes their bench a little bit. It's definitely got a good important to get some depth in there. And I, I mean, Bucks have shown they they're missing George Hill this season. There is a there's a couple of bench guys. Yeah, George Hill is definitely one of them. I miss George Hill. There was a, a couple other Old Depot to the Heat. Do we do we care For about that nothing. one? Do we care about that one? Well, it all depends on. I what feel like they of... just have every single. They just got way too many backcourt players. I, it, it all they don't depends have anyone on, else. It all depends on what Oladipo they get, man. Oladipo has looked awful in Houston. Right, he's not but the same since he got hurt. It's Houston. First time. Houston's there. Look at look at James Harden this year. Right. Granted, the whole disorder in Houston centers around James Harden. Right. But I, I mean, he was terrible, and now, like you said, he's almost surefire to be the mvp at this point houston's gonna have a rough couple of years now after getting unloading all their picks for westbrook they and Harden over got the couple nothing years. for him yeah avery bradley kelly olenic and a pick swap for the heat yes that's what they got wow who is doing these deals for these guys this is ridiculous i if they get look victor oladipo can always play defense he can always play defense, which I know we say doesn't matter in the NBA. In the playoffs, it matters a little more. In the NBA, in the regular season, defense doesn't matter. In the playoffs, they're putting the best guys on the oh, best yeah. guys. Oladipo can always play defense. If he can score with this team, then the Heat get a little well, scary too. Yeah, you know, and that's what, 2016 Oladipo? Right, with that first year on the Pacers kind so, of thing. But he, he was ever since that injury, man, he has not looked good. And like I said, he has looked 
the worst he has ever played. Well, maybe right maybe he can. He's not going to be their number one guy. He probably won't even be their number two guy. So maybe taking a little bit of a smaller role on a team that's went to the finals last year, got a star in Jimmy Butler, a star in Bam and a bio. They can probably, maybe they can find a role for him that works better and he can still be valuable to the team. Well, and they got Nemanja Bielitsa as well, which is another a, a big shooter. Fine pickup. Yeah. Like that, that helps them in the long run, especially for what they gave up. Mo Harkless and Chris Silva, like who cares? Um, the Heat definitely look uh, a little bit scarier. I mean, they're right at the bottom right now of the playoff picture. Man, they're they're going to be pushing. But they can easily get up to the four seed. And, and I'm sorry, but Boston's going to get knocked out. You think? Dude, uh, we were just talking about this. The Bulls are only a couple games behind them. They're the 10th spot. If the Heat roll up and the Bulls roll up, who does that leave? It's either... Atlanta, Boston, maybe Charlotte, but Charlotte's playing. Dude, Terry Rozier is playing out his mind. Who would ever think, Scary Terry, that the trade for Terry Rozier Scary Terry. for Kemba Walker, the winners of that would be Charlotte, Charlotte. Hornets and Scary Terry. They did lose LaMelo Ball the rest of the year. That's going to suck. Mm, yeah. That's going to suck. We'll see how, again, they're... But they're doing but maybe maybe Terry takes on a bigger role because of it. He's been playing out of his mind, and it actually showed over the course of the weekend. I think he was averaging like 24, 25 points uh, over the past couple of games over the weekend. Wild. But, dude, what did Boston do? They only got worse. Well, they got Fournier. Fournier is pretty decent. Dog. He's a scorer. He's Fournier, just a scorer. That's Fournier all he is. is. He's not good. They got Mo Wagner, who is fine. Uh, but, I, like, if you look at uh, Vegas, their odds have dropped. I And I can imagine that because they're not playing up to their full potential either, which is a little weird because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are so good and had an incredible first half of the season. I don't know. The NBA is so weird this year without fans. I mean, we're starting to open it up a little bit. You can go to the Pfizer Forum now. I mean, wanted to. They've they've been doing that. Yeah, for like a month or two, I think. Something now. like that, yeah. So it's but Atlanta's been open for a minute. I think they've pretty much all have been. It's been it's been interesting. You can see a lot how they are solely on just talent. There's no fans behind them. I'm interested what they're going to do with the playoffs. Are they going to go back to a bubble? No. They're not going to? No, dude. So if no you just way. get COVID, you just can't play in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, that's more or less what they've been doing this year, right? Yeah. There's, there's no way they go back. For the playoffs, they're not going to make one, though? No. That would be wild. That would be... That would be... Man, if LeBron got COVID, the LeBron fans, dude... Oh, they would never. Oh, you would have won it, man. You would have won it. They got Drummond. Yeah, right. And let's talk about the Nets real quick, too, now. Uh, Let's talk about them. Ring chasing has never looked so good. Ruining the NBA. It's ruining it. Uh, it, It's good and bad. I can understand the idea of. Not to this extent. Seeing this, like, uh, super team, like, ultra magnum team, but. Man, it definitely kills the smaller markets. What are these supposed to do? 
Lamar, they get Blake Griffin a couple weeks ago. Shell of what he was. Okay. LaMarcus Aldridge. Even bigger shell of what he was. That one, more so than your last statement. Came out yesterday, I believe. Boogie Cousins' top team is the Nets right now. Oh, good God. That was, which, again, he really hasn't been able to play since he's left New Orleans. I mean, he just doesn't play anymore. I don't know what. He just, yeah, but he didn't play for them even. He got hurt. Hey, and then he went to little. Houston. He got and he just played didn't want to play. He, I bet you, he's played less than twenty games since he left New Orleans. I would take that bet. And he played, and he also Golden State too. See how many games he's played since leaving the Pelicans. Because I'm telling you, it's not a lot. It and he should have never left. Right, uh, should have never left them. But I'm done with the Nets and this ring chasing BS. They get James Harden in the beginning of the season too. Don't forget about that. Boogie Cousins actually played 30 games for the Warriors. 30? Sorry. He played that many. And 25 for Houston. Shit. So, um, you he failed. But he didn't play for the Lakers, right? No, he did not. Did not play with that ACL injury. Yeah, I knew that. So, 55? I said 20? Yeah, that was pretty rough. But he yeah. didn't play. He hasn't played a whole season in three years. You know what I mean? Hasn't made it up to the games. And... I don't know. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this ring chasing, but I like super teams a little bit, but I don't want 10 uh, of them you know, on the, one It's team. not the Lakers, so I'm okay with it. I, I mean... It's uh, New York. It's Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, well, they, do, they, do they not have a ring, though? Does the Nets have a ring? They probably do. Maybe back in the way day. back in the day. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the most uh, uneducated with basketball. James Harden doesn't have a ring. Good for him. Yeah, so he'll get one this year. Maybe. He will. We'll see. He will. Trade deadline. I think for the most part, th- some teams that could shift around. Biggest may- winner. M- biggest winner from the trade deadline? Sheesh. Um, I really. It's probably the Nuggets. I really like that. Okay. Aaron, I really like that Aaron Gordon. I'm gonna to the go Nuggets. With the Bulls, dude. The Bulls are gonna look so good over these next couple years. Uh, I, and I really do think that this this first the rest of this season is going to be a trial run, and then next year they go hard. They might. I could see that Vucevic is a very solid player, very solid center. One of the guys I would like to have him playing on my team. So now that we're on the topics of super teams, yeah. Do you think we should get into our top five? Yeah, top five super teams, five to one. Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. We'll do that. Favorite super teams. Not best super teams. No, just our favorites. Our favorites. That we wanted to talk yes. about. That was strictly Also, I have a feeling that I may have done this differently. But we'll, I'll, we'll just get there when we get there. I have a feeling I'm going to guess one of the teams on there that I wrote down on that piece of paper. Yes. he. To be sure, to, to, to let everyone know, Thomas wrote down... What he thinks is going to be a surefire super team on my list. I did. And I wrote it down because I didn't want to spoil it before because okay. I wanted to have that reaction. Yep. Have the paper live. right here. And I have it over here to make sure that I know, yep, still wrote that team. Didn't didn't, didn't change okay. all the time. All right. I'll start with my number five team to start it off. I'm just, I just put the Spurs from forever. The Spurs were always fun to watch. I okay. like whenever they had a, whatever team they had. Tim Duncan is a super fun player to watch, even though he's a very boring guy. 
fundamental, baby. Yeah, just elbows, hook shot, small layups. Right. I like that. Manu Ginobili, dude. Come on. Obi-Wan Ginobili. Exactly. After that, too. Still such a fantastic name. Screw Tony Parker. But the other guys, yeah, they were super fun to watch. Who was your number five? Oh, man. My number five, this one might be weird. I don't know. I I feel like I'm a little bit weird for saying it. But I'm going to go with the 04-05 Indiana Pacers. Mm. I thought that that was going to be the team. I thought my team was about to be set right away. Uh, I didn't. That wasn't uh, it. That's not what I guessed. But I thought that was going to be there. <laughs> okay. The, Dude, these Indiana Pacers were so good. They could have been amazing. You had Stephen Jackson. You had Reggie Miller. You had Jermaine O'Neal. You had Ron Artest, Meta World Peace. Malice at the Palace, Dude, Ron and Artest. That, that is why they ended up not winning. Oh, I'm, yeah. They were dominant that entire season. Yeah, they ruined it. They ruined and, it. Uh, think about it. If they would have been there, because I, I, 04 would have been the Lakers beating the Pistons. Spurs. Oh, I no, think Spurs, Spurs. Spurs beating the Pistons. Sorry. Uh, so they would have taken over the Pistons spot in the East. Dude, that Pacers team versus that Spurs team, tell me that would not have been a fun been all time. finals. Could have been all time. Ooh. Yeah. And instead we got... Uh, the Spurs sweeping the Pistons, I think. I think it was... Or they got no, one the, game? I, I don't think... Did the Pistons make two of them? Yeah. Oh, they, they did? They, yeah, they they went back-to-back. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, it must have been I, the Pistons. I definitely remember that. It must have been the Pistons, then. All right. I put number four of the Heatles. LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Okay. Strictly for NBA 2K12 reasons. No. So Team you, was absolutely stacked. 2012-2013. Uh, Right. Okay. Well, or maybe it was two K eleven. It would whatever the first year was when they lost to Dirk. Okay. That was my favorite point of them because I could root. I could not watch one, them. Not two. Not three. That that team. Yes. Okay. Because I could root for them, and be like, oh my god, this team is so sick to use. And then when it got to the finals, I could root against them, and then it didn't matter. <laughs> and Dirk was just this. Seven foot, weird looking white dude busting these guys on the other team the whole entire time. Held LeBron to eight points in a finals game. But the Heatles were like, that's what sparked this true, like, new era of super team, I right. think. And they were they were always uh, pretty. Uh, I think so. Except you have that 07 Celtics team. I think that's the most overrated super team of all time. Whoa. Yeah, okay. that's why I didn't put them on my uh, list. Uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm I don't sorry. like them. 2012-2013 Lakers. That is Bryant, Gasol. They didn't win. Uh, Metal World Peace. Oh, overrated. Steve Nash, Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah. Okay, that is overrated. the most overrated. Sure, sure. Not well, there was close. a Carl Malone, Gary ooh, Payton that one. really bad, Back too. in the day, too. Speaking of ring chasers, ooh. Ooh. Thank God we Sheesh. have the, the Pistons to, to thank Sheesh. for that. Yeah. So, number four, okay. I put the heels. Okay, see, this is where I think I, I broke it. So, nineteen uh, my, my number four, 1998 Atlanta Braves. Mm. I went with super teams across sports, not just basketball. Oh, that's... Well, now I'm not going to guess your team. I didn't do I it thought it was only basketball. I only have two uh, outside NBA teams. 
Okay. So you still might get it. There's right. still a, a good one. All right. And I think. Uh, oh wait. It, oh no. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Oh wait. No. What? There's three. There's three. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> Sorry, but I didn't dude, know that. Well, hey, we never talked about it. That's this is true. why we pregame. Yeah. Uh, but the '98 Braves are so good, and it's unfortunate that the Braves themselves only won one World Series Wild. during the '90s. Why? I don't understand. But that the specifically that '98 team is crazy dude you have andreas galarraga in there that uh oh my god dude that's starting pitching tom glavin greg maddox john smoltz kevin millwood's in there dude john smoltz met him on an airplane wow knew that i knew it when i was 10 i knew it was john smoltz all right we're so proud of you he was in west virginia i'm glad you're so proud about stalking uh of an athlete on an airplane. And he was on the next flight from Atlanta to Milwaukee, too. Oh, so he was calling him, the game. You I saw him, him twice. twice over. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was with some hottie, too. I don't know what her name was or if it was his daughter or if his wife, but <laughs> that's weird. Hey. Uh, uh, also, dude, you had Andrew Jones. You had Chipper Jones on there. That 98 team was fire. Stacked. It was stacked. Number three for me, Westbrook, James Harden, KD. Okay. That team was stupid good. Made it to a finals. Lost to the Heatles. But they couldn't I, really... I actually like the later version of the Thunder. Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo. More. That's not a super team. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it definitely is a Carmelo. super team. You hate Carmelo. That's not true. You always... You've been shitting like on Carmelo, though, whenever I bring him wow. up over the... Podcast. I like I like Carmelo on the Nuggets, so that's pretty much it. But I really like Paul George. Yeah, Paul George is fun to root for. I get it. Westbrook hadn't like ventured into like terrible Westbrook territory. But James Harden was also only a six man on that team too. Yes. They were starting Tabo Cephalosha over him. <laughs> that's tough. Yikes. You could probably throw Serge Ibaka on that super team too. Serge Ibaka. Yeah, he that was back when he was sending them motherfuckers that back. Was great. He was dangerous in the paint so that's my number three westbrook james harden kd thunder all right uh my number three is uh another another team not the team i guess nope 1999 st louis rams marshall falk kurt warner isaac bruce tory holt yeah dude <laughs> that team greatest was pretty, show on turf they were pretty good also the most electric Super Bowl finish of all time. Oh, hands And that's down. saying something because we had some great ones later on. We had the uh, David Tyree catch moment. Like, it, it still did not have that same. James White scoring the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Woot, woot. Uh, also, today is the anniversary of the Falcons blowing. Or, sorry, not, not the anniversary, but it is 328 day. The, yep. the day we celebrate the Falcons blowing uh, that lead to the Patriots. You guys forever will be trash after now, it yeah. looks like. Well, as long I, as Matt Ryan's Justin your Fields. quarterback. Justin Fields. As long as Matt Ryan's your quarterback. I put it in there. But, again, that, uh, that Rams team was so fun to watch. Dude, Kurt Warner getting off of the grocery store shelves <sighs> to 
lead his team to really working Bowl. at a pick and save before that. God, that is crazy. <laughs> you, you know, obviously like Orlando Pace, another dude that was on there. Speaking of Orlando Pace, if you have time to watch some college football highlights, look up Orlando Pace. He's wild. They started keeping pancakes as a stat because of Orlando Pace. Mm-hmm. Was like third in the Heisman voting as a tackle. I mean, was stupid good. Stupid good. To watch. And you know, some other guys too that, like, I, to be honest, I, I didn't even know were on this team. But you had like Azahir Akeem doing some crazy stuff over there too. Dre Bly, a guy that, you know, we would eventually see later on and be like one of the top uh, quarter, well, maybe a top, but like an above average quarterback. Hell, London Fletcher was on that team. That's awesome. London Fletcher. Yeah. Back in the day. Dude, that guy just played forever. Definitely. I mean, he was always oh, there. Yeah. My number two, Lob City Clippers. Okay. Lob City Clippers were so fun to watch. When, Back when Blake Griffin had knees. Oh, my God. Dude, when DeAndre Jordan baptized Brandon Knight, that was... Uh, Brandon Knight had a workout for the Milwaukee Bucks. By and the then they signed Jeff T instead. <laughs> so... Brandon Knight, when he got destroyed by DeAndre Jordan, and Jordan just makes that face where he was like, ooh, ooh, after, you know, the, ooh, yeah. the, that gift that's oh, yeah. just viral now? Yep. Oh, my God. That is a shame that that team could never win anything, and I think it pretty much just comes down to they really couldn't get any shooters around him other than Chris Paul. I mean, they brought in Paul Pierce, if you want to count him in the super team, too, there. <sighs> Yeah, bum-ass after Brooklyn, Paul Pierce. <laughs> Damn, I missed an opportunity on that one, putting that Brooklyn team after the Celtics trade in that there. That was so That might be the most overrated that... super team, too. That could be no, up there. They, no, they, they ruined you know a franchise. Why, do you know why they weren't? Because they were all old. That's true. So, like, But you, it still ruined the franchise. It's, it definitely set For up like that. 10 years. Really, it ruined them? Well, look at them now. Yeah, exactly. Look at them now. But for Doing like 10 years. Stuff, you know, Paul Pierce is going to do something stupid on NBA Countdown. Come out. Saying they're going to lose in the first round. Right, after one game. Yep. But the Lob City Clippers, they were doing some crazy shit all every game. It looked like they made it super fun. It was right before my number one team kind of changed basketball so they could okay. still do that. Mm-hmm. But that's my number two team, Lob City Clippers. My number two team is the 1975 Cincinnati Reds. Dude, how? I'm not gonna get this. <laughs> you get might, this. you might. Okay. But dude, these Reds were crazy good. Johnny Bench, you had Joe Morgan, Pete Rose, Dave Concepcion, hell, and Ken Griffey Sr. was on that uh, team too. Ken Griffey Sr. Yeah, man. Like he did anything in the MLB. Hey, um, hey, um, hey! He had four home runs that season. Oh, four, <laughs> right. <laughs> But t- Tony Perez, too, at first base was was cranking him out. Uh, that was a fun team. I've seen a lot of highlights watching those guys. Johnny Bench is one of my favorite players to watch from back in the day, especially at the plate. He was so, like, intimidating on the plate. And uh, Joe Morgan, too, is a guy that a lot of people love. I mean, who, in speaking of intimidation, like, Pete Rose was probably an asshole to play against back in the day and had to be scary as hell too also pete rose 
Hall of Fame deserves it. He'll, I don't care. He uh, will definitely get there. He'll do it like posthumously. Yeah, they, they'll do yeah, it like that. They, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Of course, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He's going to. He'll. They just don't want to. They don't want him to win. So they yeah. they'll wait. They'll wait. Yeah, but uh, again, seventy-five Reds were so fun to watch. I, I big red machine. I, I actually do watch a fair amount of old baseball. I miss baseball, dude. I'm so ready for it to come back. Thursday. I'm so ready Get for ready. baseball, man. I'm I need baseball in my life. And right we're gonna now. have to do uh, a little something next week about it. I think for sure. I I'm ready for it. All right, number one, my number one team, the Warriors before Kevin Durant. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Warriors before Kevin Durant. So 2014-2015. First title. Because they just drafted the team. You can't be hating on them. Their best three players were drafted by them. All right. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Draymond was a second-round pick. Before they got Kevin Durant, they were already the best team in the NBA. That's fair. And then they got Kevin Durant, and then I was like, all right, I can't like you guys anymore. that That was lame. I hated that. Oh, but there. Warriors before Kevin Durant were so fun to watch. Steph Curry was the best player in the world for those two years. Yes. By far. Yes. Changed basketball, like I said. Hit like 400 threes the first year. And the year before, he broke his own record and it was like 260. And so was NBA Finals MVP. Not yet. Andre Iguodala, also on that super love team. Andre yeah, had I LeBron to 40 a game and one MVP. <laughs> he had a 40-point triple-double. <laughs> and they said because he was guarding LeBron, he was the MVP. Good man. Steph Curry got cheated out of that. But Warriors before Kevin Durant, they were fun to watch. That was, one of, that was my number one. All right. Well, I have one left. Do you I'll, care to tell me? No, say it. No, 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 no just show no. you. I want, I want to know. I put the 2003 Pistons. No. Why did you think? That wasn't even in my list at all. For basketball, I thought they were going to be on no, your it list. Was, no, it's not even in any of my basketball. You love I do love Chauncey that team, Billups. But that's not a super team. That is a bunch Chauncey of... Chauncey Billups. Not a, not a superstar. Rip Hamilton. Not a superstar. Rasheed Wallace. Not a superstar. Ben Wallace. Not a superstar. Dude, you just pissed off so many people. I in love that so many people in Detroit just Guess turned what? us off right now. Not, uh, yeah, all of our Detroit listeners. I'm just saying, if they did listen, uh, I will say Detroit style pizza is the best pizza. Better than Chicago, better than New York. Sorry, hands down. But that's not a super team, man. Mm. They were. Right, look at the look. If they were a super team, wouldn't they have been favored to win? Yeah, but they made it two years in a row. Well, well, that's after the fact. They they were kind of nah. I just I thought that was gonna be your thing because you like that team. I do love that team. And you were gonna go out and be like, "This is my super team," even I... though it's not really a super team oh, okay. kind of thing. I uh... was I was taking a Dave Wirtz angle, okay. but your angle was actually not picking basketball teams. Well, so that's uh, well, first of all. I have other teams that I would have picked over them. I, I would have had the 85 Celtics with Bird, Parrish, McHale, Walton. Uh, man, 84 Lakers, Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, you had Magic Johnson, James Worthy on that. I almost put in the Shaq-Kobe Lakers, but I didn't want to pick teams that I really wasn't Dude, that watching. 90, was that 95 Houston Rockets team with Olajuwon, Barkley, Pippen, Drexler. Yeah, that would have been a, a a fantastic super team to pick. But 
I went with the the 2016 Golden State Warriors, baby. With Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant, dude. Oh, I, no way. Th- that team is so good. Yeah, they're so good. It's the greatest team of all time. They're, they're good. They're it's so the greatest good. team of all time. The only reason why they lost in in 2019 is because they half their team were hurt. Was they hurt. were hurt. Yeah. There is no chance in hell, if healthy, that that Raptors team wins. No, not, not at all. I mean, and, Kevin Durant's Achilles doesn't explode. Ooh. Yeah. Now, was... I'm going off of 16 versus 21. That Warriors team beats this year's Nets team. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm telling you. 100%. They're so damn good. Healthy Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant then versus Kevin Durant now. Yeah. And Steph Curry in his prime. And Zaza Pachulia. Yeah. And Coming don't through. even forget... Andrew Bogut off the bench, all right? Uh, like, I'm sorry. Andrew or Kevon Bo- Looney was there, though. Yeah, Andrew Bogut was not there on Ke- that 2016. I, he was on the team before, actually. Yes, right. he was. The one I was talking about. Uh, but you did have, like, random Anderson Verizhao on was that team. Was Harrison Barnes there still? Uh, no, no, he would have been gone. No. When Kevin Durant was there, he was gone. Uh, also, David West, too. Who I've sneaky loved David West David for a long West, time. dude. Yeah, JaVale McGee, hey. when he was clowning around and getting on Shaq in a pool. JaVale McGee was way more basketball IQ in Golden State than any other place he's played. When he was in Washington, dude, oh my God. Or Denver, even in the beginning, he was only there a little bit, but... Holy shit! He was on Shaq and a fool every other week. Every that, every when so, that was there. Yeah. Don't he wasn't safe when he was on Golden State, but that's the smartest he's ever played. That's probably the good smartest. for him. Yeah, that's probably the smartest he's uh, ever played. But yeah, dude, that is my favorite super team of all time. It it won't even come close because I I have been a huge Steph Curry guy. Oh, I love Steph Curry since he was in college. Steph Curry I was so fun. Said Steph Curry was going to be a monster. Could have been a buck. Uh, well, should have been a buck. Uh, to be honest, I don't think anyone knew Steph Curry was going to be this good. No. But Steph Curry, I knew for a fact he was going to be a top 10 player in the league. Is he a top 10 player all time? Yes. Yeah, yes. He is. Hands down. Is he top seven? He goes on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he changed just, the game. Just for what he has contributed to the NBA. The, everyone just shoots threes now. It's because of him. Yeah, him and... Clay Thompson, and mainly again because of him. He was. Now that's a good answer. All right, I don't hate the answer. I just didn't want to put the one with KD on because it did. It was unfair at that point. Almost. I, I don't give a shit. When the Warriors beat the Cavs the time before, like the Cavs were a little banged up, but I still think that they could have probably beat them out the last, the first one. So that's why I put them out there. We we are missing. You know, a fair amount of good ones, though. Like like you said, that Carl Malone, uh, Gary Payton, Lakers. Uh... That one sucked. <laughs> that was so bad, dude. You, you know which one, actually, I wanted to put on that is, like, my number six, number seven? Because I did have that 2012 Heat team that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But that, like, 2000, 2001 Kings team was super fun. What about, like, either one of these? One of my favorite NBA players that was kind of not like superstar but really really good amari stoudemire either with him on the suns with sean marion and steve nash yeah or with him with chauncey billups and carmelo Ugh. 
that up was, in New yeah, York. Yeah, that, that was bad. First of all, in the, the, not Sotomayor. at first. Not yes, at first. Yes, at first. No. They, they were bad. They were like the three seed. Can I get back to my awesome Kings team? Go for it. Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, and Peja Stojakovic. Peja. And Vlad Divac, I think, too, right? Uh, He might have been there. Doug Christie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, you made me snort. Uh, but, dude. That was a great team as well. They should have been in the damn finals. That is like one of the most rigged games of all time. When the Lakers? Lakers and Kings. F that. Hey, they screwed the Bucks that year too. Yeah. Against the Sixers. Yeah, that was bad. Ray Allen on the Bucks. They have a super team with him? You could make the statement that Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, and Glenn Robinson are a super team. They were, they were up there. They were pretty solid. Uh, I was like totally shocked. I, again, I'm very, uh, I'm very uneducated when it comes to basketball. Out of the three dudes, who has the most championship rings? Which one? The uh, Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell. Ray Allen's got like two. That's all I know. I I don't know. Ray Glenn, Allen? Glenn, no, Ray Allen's only got the two, right? Boston okay. and Miami. Glenn Robinson has the one with the Spurs in 04. Oh, okay. I played 13 minutes off the bench or something like that. Good for him. Sam Cassell has three or four. He might have four. Sam Cassell does not have four Sam Cassell has two with the Houston Rockets. He has one with the Boston Celtics. He was on that same team with Ray Allen. He was on? Yes. Dude, what? Yeah, I know. I just found this out today, and it blew my mind. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. Three-time? I think it was a three-time. Uh, dude. 93 I... to 96 with Houston, and that, and then the Celtics one would probably make sense. Sam Cassell, what, dude? Yeah, I know. It's He's like got three rings, totally, man. Totally surprised me. I was like, oh, oh. Sam yeah. Cassell was also 94, 95, and 2008. He was also on the Bucks longer than he was on the Timberwolves. <laughs> what, bro? Sam Cassell, weirdest career ever. Like, he's got all these teams he just played like two years on. Shout out, Sam Cassell. Going to be a head coach real soon. He's been playing like, he's been playing like it. He's yeah. been, he's been considered for it. Yeah, for so sure. So many times. He's always there. Played for eight teams in 15 years. Holy uh, shit. You know, I, I did it last week. I'm going to do another one. Shout out. It's Walt Frazier's birthday. Walt Frazier. Yeah, 75. Clyde. 75. He looks pretty damn good for yeah. 75. Thought I should uh, do that. So I would, since I, since I do my birthday things every damn day. Oh, also it is. Mm-hmm. Running back for the Oilers. Earl Campbell's birthday. Is he alive still? Yes, he is. 65. He's only that young, too. Mm -hmm. Wow. I had to think on it. That was a pretty good episode. Episode 8, Down the Wire. Uh, just right around our time. That's what we like to do. Not going too long anymore, because we no. hate that. No. We, this is our last podcast with no baseball. Oh. That's... Like do you have something to tell no, me? No, no. With no baseball. <laughs> and that's going to break a lot up. Because I think we should go all in on baseball this year. I love baseball. We, it's we my favorite. You we could do that with our off-season stuff. Because after March Madness is done, the NBA is going to be in there. But like I said, 
the teams going to these super teams are really pissing me off. Yeah. And it's making me not want to watch. Okay. But I'm going to watch the Bucks still. Yeah. So baseball is right around the corner. Have what else we got going on? April, the Masters. <laughs> then, tennis. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I like my tennis. Yeah, I, there's nothing else other than baseball, pretty much. So that's what we got going on right now. Uh, let us know what your favorite super teams were. Yeah. If there's uh, any underrated ones we were missing out. Any ones that you didn't like from us, maybe? We're going to do some more top fives. Oh, yeah. That was fun. I got one next week. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do that one, too. And make sure, give us a listen on the Chairshot Radio. Thank you. Chairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Thank you for them, again, for putting us on their platform. And, you know, uh... Tell your mom you love them today, even when they try to vacuum during your podcast. Just just do that. Mom! Peace. That I'm at an all-time.